Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now for our story. Tonight, as Aunt Mary and David Bowman sat in the living room of David's home, they could hear Bill Mead at the telephone in the adjoining room. He was talking to Peggy Douglas, Aunt Mary's niece. Bill's voice was jubilant as he told his fiancée the good news he just learned from Aunt Mary. The news that Carla Descari had agreed to give Sheriff Goodwin the true story concerning the trouble at the Descari farm. Carla was still in the hospital, recovering from injuries she now admitted were the result of a quarrel with Mario, her husband. Mario disappeared immediately after the tragic scene, and ever since, people had suspected Bill. But all that would be straightened out now, the young man told Peggy happily. People would know he wasn't responsible. He could stay on at the bank. They could be married as they had planned. And in the other room, Mary Lane and her old friend smiled at each other as Bill closed the door in order to continue his phone conversation in private. It's good to hear that happiness in Bill's voice again. I was thinking the same thing, Mary. Makes me feel better just listening to him. <laughs> That's the wonderful thing about happiness, David. The way it keeps gathering to itself like a snowball. Mm. I only wish Carla could have heard Bill talking to Peggy just now. I'm sure she would have felt her own sacrifice was very well justified. Yes, I believe she would. And Carla did make a great sacrifice from her standpoint. Yes, publicly admitting that Mario's to blame for everything that's happened. She's terribly afraid he won't forgive her. Mm. She's probably right, Mary. But surely he must be worried about Carla. Why, that girl might have died. She came very close to it. I can understand his being so frightened that he acted on impulse and ran off, but... When he'd calmed down, you'd expect him to have gotten in touch with her. I know, David. Unless he's still convinced he did kill her, Mary. So he doesn't dare return. Possibly that's the explanation. And I'm sure that in his own mind, Mario felt justified because of all the gossip about Carla and Bill. But good heavens, Mary, that's all it was. Gossip and obviously untrue. Mario ought to have known it was. Yes, but unfortunately he was taken in. So, gradually, his love for his wife and the fear he might be losing her to Bill overcame his good judgment. Hmm. Mary, I, I wonder if he will come back now. No, somehow, David, I believe he will. Loving Carla as he does, seems to me the uncertainty would be too much for him. He just has to return. Well, if he does, he won't have an easy time of it. Even though most people believe he did have sufficient justification... They won't forget this incident, and it may color people's attitudes towards him. Mm. Well, if Mario does come back, I hope we can find out how those stories got started. And since they are false, they must have been deliberately started by someone. Yes. Yes, Mary. Very possibly you're right. And you see, if we knew how they started, and who kept them going, as I suspect someone did, then we could place the blame where it actually belongs. People would understand that both these young people, Mario and Carla, and Bill, too, were completely innocent. That they were actually the victims. Yes, if that can be proved. And if Mario comes back. Meanwhile, I wonder about that farm of Descari's. I hope things are being taken care of out there. Well, I think it's all right, David. I understand Angelina and her husband have been stopping by to look after the stock. And keep an eye on the house. Mm, good. Mario's always been so proud of his home and his land. He certainly was a hard worker. Indeed he was. Bill was right about Mario. 
He insisted Marriott could be counted on if we gave him a loan, that he was dependable. And that's another thing, Mary. That loan on the farm, it might be another reason why Marriott would be anxious to return. That's so. Oh, I'm sure he'll come home soon, David. Perhaps so, Mary. Well, I do believe the rain stopped. Oh, so it has. It's been quite a stormy day today. Had me worried. Worried, David. Personally, I welcomed it. Nice, heavy storm to clear the air. Oh, I wasn't thinking of it from that angle. But I've had Kit on my mind. In this rainy weather, she has to stay indoors all the time. Oh, of course. And I imagine the best thing for her is lots of sunshine and fresh air. Yes, she needs it. The last time I was over to see her, it gave me quite a shock. Child so pale. David, uh... What does Dr. Larrabee say about Kit's progress lately? Well, he's run into a rather puzzling situation. Uh -huh. I saw him yesterday, and he explained it to me as best he could, what with my being such a layman. Uh -huh. I'd rather like to get your opinion, Mary. You might be able to help us out. What is it, David? It centers about the time when Kit was around nine years old. She'd been away at school, and then Ben decided to bring her back to Wakefield. Yes, I remember Naturally, having been away so long, Kit was more or less a stranger, as far as the children were concerned. They used to tease her, as children will. But you know how Kit is, Mary, and always has been. If she'd come right back at them in their own way, they would have understood her better. Instead, she drew away, drew into herself. She was frightened, but tried not to show it. I know. I remember she was an unhappy child. Unhappy and... Lonely. Yes, and that loneliness played a very significant part in this incident Larry told me about yesterday. It seems that Kit did manage to make one friend, a little boy a few years older than she. A boy, David? Yes. This youngster used to defend her from the other children, stand up for her. Kit developed a great fondness for him. Apparently, he gave her the companionship and affection she needed so much. This all came up in Kit's interviews with the doctor, you see. He says she keeps referring to this particular period in her life. She's remembered it all these years? Mm, probably because that was the period which was to be so important in view of the way her personality was to develop from then on. I see. It seems that one day this youngster who befriended Kit found her crying in the schoolyard after the children had been teasing her. I think that's the way it was. He picked up her books and tried to comfort her. He promised that from then on he'd defend her and moreover that he'd teach her to get along with the other children. I suppose it meant a ray of hope to the child, the possibility that she could learn to adjust and be happy and loved, as the others were. Uh, wait a minute, David. This little boy, he said he'd teach her to get along with the other children? Yes. In effect, that's what he said. Larry made quite a point of it. I see. Then what happened, David? Ben came along to bring Kit home from school. He found her playing with this child and sent the boy away. Forbade Kit to have anything to do with the boy. Why? I don't know, Mary. And that's what puzzles me. In any event, the result of it was that Kit had this terrible sense of loss. As Larrabee explained it, she pushed the memory back into her unconscious, tried to forget it because it was connected with a, a frustration, and her fear and the hatred of Ben were causing the frustration. But all the time, the memory was what you might call dormant in her mind. Is that it? Exactly. 
And now that she's ill, it comes up from the unconscious to the conscious mind. But, David, who was the boy? Mary, that's the odd part of it. Although Kit remembers the incident vividly, she can't for the life of her remember this boy's name or even how he looked. Not at all, David. She's tried and tried without being able to. He asked me if I could identify the boy, but of course I haven't the faintest idea. And the doctor feels that if Kit were able to recall the boy's name and all about him, it would help her? Well, he believes it might be very valuable. And that's just the trouble, Mary. Here, this whole thing happened right here in Wakefield, and yet I haven't the vaguest idea who this child could be. A little incident, the boy's name, his whereabouts. They could do so much for Kit. Yet I'm helpless. Strange, isn't it? Yes, David. Indeed it is. Very strange. But, Aunt Mary was thinking, that the strangest part of all was that the young boy upon whom Kit's childhood affections had been centered must be her own son, Randy. For as David recounted the incident which had affected Kit's life in such an important way, Mary Lane had recalled an anecdote Randy had mentioned just the other day. An incident concerning Kit Calvert which tallied remarkably with the one David had just explained. Or has it something to do with Anna Bartok, 